You are listening to the Wealth Without Bay Street podcast, a Canadian guide to building dependable wealth. Join your hosts, Richard Canfield and Jason Lowe, as they unlock the secrets to creating financial peace of mind in an uncertain world. Discover the strategies and mindsets to a financial future that you can bank on. Why it's so important to take action when opportunities arise. We're super excited today to be joined by Dan McMullen, Richard Canfield, Peter Lount on Wealth Without Bay Street. Gentlemen, it's such an honor to have all of you together here on a Friday. It's presently Friday, December the 10th at the time of this recording. And uh, before we get started with our guest, as part of the Wealth Without Bay Street client series, which is such a highly rated playlist on our Wealth Without Bay Street on the YouTubes, I'm going to turn things over to my teammate, connector extraordinaire, Mr. Peter Lowne. Peter. Jason, thank you, Richard. Thank you for having us. I'm excited to have Dan on today. You know, Dan's been, you know, he's developed from really a, a client into a friendship and we're, I feel like a collaborator too. So yeah, originally this is kind of when we started out Ascendant, the journey back in 2019, Jay, I had you in a couple of times in Toronto. And I think you remember my, my cousin, Scott, who was on this show just a few months ago, he had a few people. Dan was one of the people he wanted to bring in. Scott didn't make it out to the, the events that you were at. Dan didn't make it. He wasn't able to make it either. Finally, we started rolling it. We had Sarbo come back into GTA and we started doing some sessions. We did something out with Rob Brake from Breakthrough. He had helped find us a, a spot out in Durham. Dan came, he brought his brother, good buddy, Ryan as well. And finally connected, got to, got to the message. So it took a while, but you know, Scott said, he's like, Dan's the right guy. And it's just a matter of getting to the right, right time from there kind of built into, you just know when people connect with it, right? Like it, it just, I think, I think to one of the things is, you know, who do you, who do you best serve? It's usually people who are similar to yourself. So I think Dan and I have kind of similar journeys. So that's kind of how that played out. He's, he's like been a sponge. He's built that out and he's, he's now he's building his own community too, which is, which is really cool to see. So, uh, awesome. Dan, without further ado, I'm going to pass it over to you to really fill in the blanks to, you know, to your journey. Yeah. Thank you, Richard, Jason, and Peter. Really excited to, to be here. This just energizes me. I, I get really excited to just tie BC, to talk real estate, to talk investing, to talk mindset, something I've uh, really been very passionate about on my journey over the last two, two years or so. I guess it needs to sort of the start of all this, I think I'm a big fisherman and I was up fishing in Muskoka, which is a, a, a very wealthy cottage country here in Ontario. Beautiful and part of Canada. It, it, it is. It's, and I'm fishing, fishing down the lake and, and I'm looking at these cottages and, and I'm thinking to myself, you know, what are these people doing? differently than what I am doing, because I, you know, I, I'm a smart guy. I'm, I, I think I know what I'm doing and, and, but I'm not the ones in those cottages. So it's, it started my journey of, of starting to think differently and say, Hmm, maybe there's a different way. And then a couple months went by, I met up with uh, my friend Scott at a, uh, a teacher. And I said, what have you been up to Scott? And he says, Oh, I'm, you know, I'm, I've, I'm into real estate. I have six houses. And I'm like, you have six rental houses. And he's like, yes, I do. And I'm like, fascinating. Cause you know, I've been going through this journey in my head. And, and so he sent me on, on his, my way with some podcasts. I started listening to podcasts and, you know, and then he, he approached me, he says, you know what? I, I hear something about IBC, infinite banking. And I was like, okay, well, Scott, one thing at a time here. Like I'm, I'm focused on the real estate. I'm putting all my energy 
Like he got me onto too many things. So he says, okay, well, let me, let my cousin Peter send, send the book at least. Of course, becoming your banker, Nelson Nash. So I, it shows up the next day or two days later, the book in a nice brown envelope and, and there it is. There it is. Yeah, Richard. So I must admit, I was very tunnel focused on, on real estate at that point in time. The book sat there, Scott, you know, and I started developing a relationship with Peter, but they, they kept on saying, Hey, have you read that? Have you read that? Have you read that? And, um, so as soon as I got my first rental property up and running, I kind of looked over at the book and I said, okay, it's time and read the book. And I remember calling Pete and said, okay, Pete, let's go. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go. And Pete says, just slow down. Let's just have a, a meeting and let's talk this through. So that was sort of the, the got the ball rolling and my excitement. And we're just, we're hitting the ground running now. So excited for the future for what's, what's to come. That's amazing. And a sharp example of taking advantage of and, and taking action when an opportunity arises. And that's what I really liked, you know, in reading some, some of your background, you know, leading up to uh, the episode today, it's, it's amazing what's happening with the, the message of this process of becoming your own banker, the infinite banking concept, and the impact that it's having on the real estate investor community seems to be something that real estate investors catch, you know, for lack of any pun, you know, they're fishing for an <laughs> opportunity and they, and they, they catch it and it, it just resonates. It seems to really click. And, you know, one of the things that I'd love for our listeners and viewers to, to get a, a sense of is up to your point in this journey of becoming your own banker, being so early in your journey, what, what is exciting you the most? What is it that's resonating with you? That's, that's fueling this excitement about the process. It's just the, it's, it's the future and what's to come. And I know I've created, I'm really starting to believe in, you know, discipline equals freedom habits. And I know that if I, if I keep feeding the infinite banking, I keep feeding my policies, you know, every time a premium comes up and keep feeding it and keep feeding it, then it's just going to generate momentum. And, you know, and I'm going to, it's going to build cash value where I'm able to take policy loans from and then I'm going to be able to deploy that money, send that money out to make more money. And when that makes more money, bring it back in, you know, repay those policy loans. And the system is just going to, it's just going to get better. When I started looking at, you know, the, the charts and how the policy is built, I know I'm in the capitalization phase right now. And I know it's, it's going to be, it's going to be slow, but like your introduction says, you're de building dependable wealth. This is what I can depend on. IBC is what I can depend on. I've, I've dabbled in the markets with option trading and I certainly, and certainly with the real estate and, and you, this is the most dependable piece that I have in my portfolio right now, because it's slow, it's steady and it's consistent. Now, I love, I love the use of the word dependable because I think that resonates with people really well, Dan. And, and I'm curious because you, you really dove in you're, you're obviously, you know, I'm imagining when you're fishing, I'm envisioning like you're throwing the rod away and you're just jumping in to catch the fish. That's the kind of guy you are. But you, so you kind of dove into this, you dove into real estate and you're diving into IBC and it's kind of like, okay, I've got my, I'm just like a focus machine here and I'm going to learn about, get my first real estate property. Oh, there's that book. I'm going to read that book and I'm going to get started with that call Peter Peter, Let's go. And so I, I love the energy and I think there's a couple of key things I'd like you to speak to. So the first one is with, with that connection to Peter and being like, Peter, I'm ready to go. I read the book. Like, let's get started. 
And he kind of gave you a bit of a pause. It's like, whoa, whoa, hold on, pump the brake stand. Like, I know you're ready to go, but you got to, let's take it a little bit slower. I know sometimes for me, I'm a very go, go, go kind of guy too. When someone tells me to pump the brakes, I often be like, whoa, whoa, wait a minute. Hey, like, you don't tell me to pump the brakes. Like, I'm ready to go. I told you I'm ready to go. So there's other people that are like me and probably a little bit like you that are in that space. And when someone says, hey, it's time to just hit the pause button and slow down, what was it that Peter did and the initiation that happened in the learning process that, you know, reflecting back on that now, you realize that was the right way to go? Yeah, just did a really good job of making sure that my foundation was strong. He didn't want me to, you know, just to 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 run in this and, and get a, a policy that was more that I could chew at the time. He, he really, him and Starwell did a great job taking some time, looking at my my portfolio, looking at my goals and and making sure my structure was sound right from he could see I was excited and and where I wanted to go but just really making sure that we took a breath we laid that foundation and and I'm I'm really fortunate from that because it it allowed me to to continue to scaffold properly for the long term not just for the for the short term I yeah, love, I love that, that description of scaffolding properly that's the teacher term yeah yeah <laughs> brilliant and, and Peter, you know, that's true to form in, in our process, you know, across all of our teammates and just recognizing the signals, you know, because that happens often. People say, look, I've, I've read the book or I've consumed the podcast and, and the YouTube channel and I'm ready to go. And we, that's just part of how we operate. We say, okay, well, why don't we just, let's slow down a little bit and let's make sure that we pour a really strong foundation. When it's cured, you've got clarity. Then you're ready to go. I was me. Uh, that was me though, right? I same, as, same deal. Me as a client, I was the same thing. I'm ready to go. Let's go. And Starbucks like, hold on a sec, right? But I think it's it comes from, like I, you know, from knowledge, from mentorship, and all those those pieces that come with it. There is a process, and there's there's a way when you come through a center financial in terms of how we guide clients through that process. Not everybody has exact same goals or objectives, but you still everybody needs needs to have that same foundation, right, of understanding before you go ahead and go into something that's that's lifelong. So yeah, it, it's it's definitely yeah. And, and what I would say is we probably have shortened that time span from when I started myself because content like this, Wealth of Bay Street, The Banker's Fault, all the, that education that has been provided. We've got, you know, quarterly coaching sessions, all these other content that helps people just get to that level of foundation faster than, than I was able to when I was, I was seeking information. It's becoming a self-poured foundation at this point with the resources that are there. So I think that's yeah. a key takeaway, Peter. Now, you know, going down the real estate track, Dan, and getting that first property, and it sounds like you're going down the buy and hold, you know, the long-term buy and hold kind of strategy. There's lots of ways to do things in real estate, as I'm sure you've discovered at this point. What I'm curious is, can you speak to what are some of the similarities that you see? And like, you had a decision, there was a reason you wanted to go down that real estate track. And then now there's a reason you've chose to embrace IBC in your life. I'm curious, you know, for anyone who's a real estate investor thinking about getting into real estate, what are some of the similarities you see between, you know, incorporating those two things into your life as part of your financial objectives? Yeah, absolutely. Well, I do have, I do have one regret from when I started the real estate. I wish I did IBC first because if I was able to start my capitalization phase prior to getting into real estate, I would have been able to take policy loans to fund my renovations on my, on my properties. And then I could repay those uh, policy loans with the cash flow from those properties. So I do wish that I that I started IBC before. So, but but here here I am, and it's working. Now 
there's a really, really cool analogy that I've, that I've heard through my research through podcasting on how IBC and, and real estate is very much, very similar. You know, you have a, you have a house and a house generally appreciates in value. You have the opportunity to borrow against that house and use the money in order to investigate. Well, IBC is the same when, when it comes to how we structure policies. Like the, the policy continues to increase just like a house does. And we're also able to borrow against that policy just like a house. So they're very, very similar at their, at their foundational core, which, which I really like because there's a lot of flexibility in real estate and in IBC for different opportunities that might, that might come. So, and another, you know, just with, with the cash flows from our property, again, we know that this, this money has to reside somewhere and what a better place to reside into my family bank than into a, a commercial bank where, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, doesn't have the same amount of control that I like. So that the control piece is very, very important to me. That's a sharp example of the late R. Nelson Nash in his description of the banking function should be held at the you and me level and creating a family bank and, and keeping that money inside the family is uh, so much better than warehousing it in someone else's. Because it just adds control. It adds that element of, you know, creating that peaceful, stress-free way of life. And the more you do it, the closer you get to that. And the, the process of banking, it, it goes on no matter what. It doesn't matter what's happening in the stock market, the real estate cycle, the economy. You know, we're dealing, still dealing with a global pandemic. It, it's, it, the process of banking goes on no matter what. It's a function of who's controlling that. And you're incrementally and gradually and increasingly taking control of that function. And from that place, you get to invest in real estate. You get to take advantage of opportunity and take action when opportunity tracks you down. And you've got a great guy in Peter who does the very same thing. So it's something magical happens when you work with someone who's actually practicing what they're talking to you about. <laughs> yeah, they, oh. you know, just having people like Peter, you know, and Scott and, and, and different people in my life has been so beneficial because without them, I wouldn't have gone down this, this avenue because I wouldn't have known about it. So I feel very grateful to have, you know, coaches and, and people close to me and something that I'm building right now slowly and, and with Peter's guidance is uh, a group called Freedom Fighters. And it's a monthly investment group that we we have different topics and building a little community where like-minded people can come together. And we've spoken a lot about IBC and, and just creating that network of people around you to grow and learn together has been really beneficial. So uh, just something I wanted to mention. Well, I think it's really interesting because, you know, we're talking about that the banking exists and, you know, the banking function is going to happen no matter what. It's, it's always taking place. Now you have three you know, kids, Dan, and yeah. I know you're happily married. And so... I'm curious, as you think about that banking function continuing out through your entire lifespan, and then of course, it'll continue beyond your lifespan with your three children and potentially grandchildren in some future point in time, wh where do you see, what, what's something that really resonated or stood out with you when you were initiating the process to become your own banker and you realized, of course, the, the insurance advantages and things that are there? How did it show up for you when you thought it, about it relating to your family and your children and, and, the, and the longevity? 
Yeah, it's, it's you know, it, the opportunity to teach them and, and reprogram them in a different way to think about money and how money works, I get really excited about. So whether that is uh, teaching them that the money needs to reside in the family bank, whether that is looking at how I'm going to finance their their education and how I'm I'm taking out policies on them, you know, and in and 15 years, I'm not going to be going to a bank with my, you know, I'm going to be using their policies to fund their, their education. So it's just the, the opportunity to provide them with a, a, a future stable, sustainable, and, you know, just breaking away from the systematic way that a lot of people are thinking of the way we should do it. And just Program, you know, programming them in a different way is is very, very important to see things differently and to think differently for themselves. And I think IBC is, it's certainly thinking different and you, you just, I just get so excited about the opportunities that, that are to come. Oh, Peter. Yeah, I would say, you know, I think that's where, you know, Dan and I definitely align from that perspective, going back to, you know, building out and, and sharing, I think that where it extends to beyond is like, I think, you know, when you talk about that, I think of like, I was in that program too, right? I was just doing as was done before me and all that. And, you know, that's something obviously Nelson says, we, we preach and we live by as Senate too, is really rethinking your thinking, right? Being open to that's, you know, Dan, I think you can, you know, as much as Scott and I maybe helped along that journey, I think the big piece is that your openness in your mind to be able to, to, to accept it. Cause we talk to a lot of people, but unless you're open to taking that information or open to changing, thinking there might be a better way, then we wouldn't have connected. Yeah. And I, I really, for people listening to this, I think it's really important that they start to start to learn about themselves and, and try and really work on themselves when it comes to mindset and mind shifts and really thinking about their own thinking, potentially their relationship with fear and how, you know, a lot of people can be scared to, to do things a little bit different because of fear and to, to really create a shift in that and understand it. And I think if you can, if you can start going down that path of, of reading and listening to podcasts and, and reaching out to people and becoming more comfortable with that, the opportunity to, to be open to new things like IBC and real estate and, and different adventures like that is, is much greater. Yeah. It's a, you know, when I think about one of the, the greatest investment minds of our time, Warren Buffett, and he describes what to do when people are experiencing the human condition of greed and what to do when people are experiencing the human condition of fear. Any guesses on what he says? He uh, be greedy when people are fearful and uh, be fearful when people are greedy. Yeah. And or do you think that that advice has worked out okay for him? And he also has another popular one about uh, rule number one, never lose money. Rule number two, don't forget rule number one. And don't break it. <laughs> don't break rule, the rule number one. And so mindset matters. And, you know, what Nelson said to us often that everything begins with the way that we think. And he went on to say that most people would rather die than think. And that, that's a very powerful truth. It's a very powerful truth. And that's why this, this process, the infinite banking concept, becoming your own banker. I, I know this is shocking for many people to hear. 
that it has absolutely nothing to do with life insurance. The, the insurance contracts are just a tool and they just so happen to be the best tool to get the actual job done. But if you put the best tool to get the job done in the hands of someone who doesn't know how to use it, they're not going to turn out any good work with the tool and they're likely going to break it. And so it's remarkable, you know, when I hear you, Dan, when you talk about it, just your reference points in your thinking are precisely what the process is all about. And the more that you see this process, Dan, over the years, the more you'll see you didn't see. And, you know, we, Richard and I, being so many years now into our journey, we're still continually learning. We pick up on things from folks who have been practicing this process longer than we have. And it exposes our imagination to get working on different ways to continue expanding the implementation of this process in our own lives. And then we get to transfer it to clients that we most love to serve. And so it, it's just awesome to be surrounded by you guys because, you know, we're all, we're all looking at this from the same vantage point. People who are just tuning in to Wealth Without Bay Street for the first time, they really appreciate the client series episodes because Dan, you're, you're a real guy, happily married, family man. You've, you were exposed to this process. You caught it. You began to implement it in your life. You're continually expanding your knowledge and awareness of it. You're rethinking your thinking and you're already well on your way to solving the problem. And that's what folks out there want, want to see and hear. They want to hear from real people. You know, Rich and I, we get compliments all the time on the show that, hey, you guys have a great sense of humor. You make learning fun. You know, you're, you're doing a great job educating the general public about this process. But hearing from people like you is what has the most impact. Isn't that good? Absolutely. And, and I think it, it just, you know, I'm, I'm just a hardworking teacher, like it, nothing special. I'm, you know, in, in sense where anybody can do this and it's not like I needed to make more money to implement this process. I'm just literally implementing it with what my resources currently were and are. And I think it's very, very valuable as we start spreading the message to to say, you know what, this, this can, this can work for people if they you know, have the right coach and they've done the, the reading and the process, it, it can work for a lot of people. So it's just, it's so exciting. And I love sharing the message and, and trying to just, just trying to help as much as I can. With I think that's amazing, Dan. And I love how, you know, again, you know, you are very modest that you're, you know, you're, as you say, you're just a school teacher, but I'm sure if we were to talk to your, your, your kids, they would say that they would say that you're, you're their hero. So when you think about just, you know, the people that you, you, you are surround yourself on a day-to-day -day basis, you're in the school system, you're, you're, you know, the public system, whatever that is, and you're, you're connecting with other teachers and other people of this, this nature, you're, you remember as you went through your life that you were being told to do things kind of a certain way, or the, the advice was kind of, we'll call it typical. It seemed probably pretty steady across the board, what everyone else is getting as a message. You're seeing it on the billboards. You know, we're, we're at the time of this recording, we're near the end of December. We're going to be stepping into RRSP season, which is odd because I thought we only had four seasons, uh, really two seasons, uh, summer and winter in Canada. And you, but you know, the billboards, the marketing is going to be out there, the bank, everyone's telling you to go and make that contribution. And 
that's that typical advice that's happening out there. And so I'm curious, as you're embracing this new world, you're realizing what you can do with real estate of your own initiative, with your own learning, your own education, you're taking control back. IBC is a component of that control, part of that foundational level. What would you share with people who, you know, they're, maybe they're listening to this as it's being released and it's right in that RSP season. What would you be sharing with them that they should know about what their alternatives are? Yeah, I just think you need to do a kind of a forensic look through of, of where your money is, is leaving, where your money is going, how are you structured car payments and mortgage payments. I'll give you two examples of something I did early on and quickly. I, I put a fairly sizable down payment down on, on a vehicle and then started making financing payments upon that. And, and I did this before Peter and IBC came into my life. And as soon as I started to read to becoming your banker and, and seeing the different analogies when it comes to car payments, I quickly went back to the car dealership and I said, maybe we can work something different out. And what I did was I actually was able to trade back that car in and they were able to write me my check, a sizable down payment back. So I traded in that vehicle. I then took that um, money and I put that against a policy loan that I had. And then I started to uh, lease a vehicle and make car payments in that respect. So I was able to regain that capital that had been deployed out to a car dealership. And now that money was residing back in my bank. So I was just being creative in that sense. Another thing that I, that I was able to do with my mortgage is I was able to restructure my mortgage. You know, we all have family mortgages at, at this point in time. And as I'm in my capitalization phase, and what I did with my mortgage, I restructured it where I dropped down the amount that I had for amortization. And what that allowed me to do was fund my IBC policies because I was paying less principal and interest on my mortgage. So I took that principal payment and I started funding my IBC policies. And when my capitalization starts to uh, pay off, what I will then do is take policy loans to extinguish my mortgage and I will continue to make payments, you know, from my, my teaching into policy loans in that respect. So I'm restructuring everything and I'm, I'm really doing a deep dive in, in, you know, how I'm doing my, my family finances. And I've been able to share this and some people, some, some people it takes a little bit of time. They're saying, why are you doing this? What are you doing? And, and I, and I, I definitely, I'm there to share and explain, but I, those are two examples that have made a, a great impact on my life and allowed me to, to do things differently. And in the process, your family got a lot more protection, didn't they? With, with the, yeah, with the life insurance, they're a lot more protected. And so it's, it's a win-win in a lot of different situations. I'm able to regain that, that capital that was lost and, and I have uh, peace of mind moving forward down the road. So it's, it's amazing. And you didn't change your cash flow. You're just changing the process of who's getting it. And, you, and you're exactly. doing that incrementally over a period of time. Nothing, nothing changed. I made the same car payments, but I was able to regain that down payment that I made. I'm doing the same uh, mortgage payments, but I was able to restructure so I could send that money towards my, my IBC family bank instead of right into a commercial bank. And so the commercial bank's still happy. They're getting what they need to maintain my mortgage. I'm happy because I'm capitalizing my family bank. So it's just a shift in mindset and a forensic look at, at my financial system. One of the key takeaways here for our listeners, Dan, I really want to emphasize this is that by making this adjustment, this tweak, first of all, you, you made the decision. It's, it was, it's hundred percent on you to make that call and that decision. We, 
again, you're not changing your cash flow, but you found resources of capital that were flowing. The money was flowing in and out of your life. We simply changed where the flow was going. And out of that, not only is your family more protected, one of the key things that's important people understand is what you also regained is time. Because had you continued down the path of paying the mortgage off or a little bit of accelerated payments and what have you, Yes, you would have paid that off and it would have been, been done and there would be no more payments to a third party. The, not the payments would end, but there'd be no more third party. The issue is you would also be much further down the line in time, which means all the potential of what that time could create in the growth mechanism of a policy. Protecting an umbrella around your family with tax-free money and allowing the capital to grow over a huge period, that would have been given up in that situation. So one of the key takeaways here is that You've, you've sorted out the time problem because you've now given the ability for your capital to be working for you for a longer period before just going to someone else's coffers, which is the third party bank. He's also, inc he's increasing his margin of safety. He's increasing his margin of safety. We, we did this, we talked about, you know, did some reaction to a Grant Cardone video on why nobody should own a home. And. Grant Cardone said, homes weren't built for you. They were built for the banks. And what this is all about, what we describe, Rich and, and Peter, and Dan, I think you're going to love this. This is all about, when you think about real estate, it's location, location, location. And what we're describing is location of the equity, location of the equity, location of the equity. Because it, it, it's much better to be in a higher position of safety and have total and absolute control over the equivalent of that equity, knowing that you'll get to a point, Dan, if you continue to capitalize your system, you'll get to a point where you can wipe out the balance of the mortgage with the commercial bank if you choose to, but you've got all the control. You don't have to. So now, now you're operating from that position where you've got the highest margin of safety. and. Whose margin do you want to improve? Yours or someone else's bank? No, a hundred percent. And like it, it, the idea of control, Richard, you brought up the idea of time. I've definitely been thinking about living my life more intentional since, since IBC. So, you know, what do I want my life to look like in five years? What do I want my life to look like in 10 years? And and this control has made a, a really big impact on that, you know, and I've started to really sit down and think about goals and how I spend my time turning 40. Like I know that there's still great, many great years ahead, but you really start to think about your most valuable resource and, and time and how you want to spend it. And, and being a teacher, um, you know, I, I really enjoy my job right now. It's, it, it is fantastic. I'm very, very fortunate, but IBC and my, the mindset that I have and the different, you know, different opportunities that I'm creating has allowed me to have, I want to have options. So if it gets to a point where I want to explore different avenues and different things in my life that are different than teach, I'm able to do that. And I think that's really important for a lot of people to have is, is not to, whether it's teaching or whether it's any other sort of, whether it's a pension job or anything where you feel that you need to put in the years. That shouldn't be how we live our life. It's just putting in the years. It should be more of how do I want to put in my years and, you know, and, and living in an intentional life and what you want to do and what you want to create. So one of the things that I'm really, really excited about is, is my plan. Uh, I, I'm really 
uh, working closely with Pete and we're, you know, he has uh, a platform called Cashflow Canucks and just different ways in order to, you know, think about how we can better send our, our cash out to come back and, and continue to grow our, our wealth. So I'm really starting to change my thinking in that respect. One thing that's so beautiful, Dan, is that with this is that, you know, we talk a lot about in our podcast about getting off the page. What's off the page? Mm-hmm. You know, it's easy to look at, as an example, an insurance illustration. It's easy to look at a performer for a piece of property or look at an MLS sheet and run some numbers, be like, okay, I think I could get the deal for this and I could put in this for renovations and I could create this kind of cash flow. Those are things that are pretty easy to do, but it's the, uh, the intangibles, which you've just identified, something shifted and changed in your thinking. You're more open. You're think you're more intentional about your life, all areas of life. What do you want your life to look like? And a lot of that's stemmed from this shift in you and embracing IBC. And so what I'm hearing, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but being surrounded by a community of people, being connected to people that are like-minded thinkers and embracing these, you know, an abundance mindset, it's allowed you to change things be- in your life that are much beyond what just is happening inside of an insurance contract. Oh, it's it, it, uh, unbelievable. Like you can, you know, you, you just opens up to, you start seeing the world differently. You see opportunities, you get excited to to explore different opportunities, so, you know, get creative with, you know, you, you know, I know I'm going to have uh, cash flow available or I'm going to have cash to deploy at some point in time. And I'm, you know, I'm talking phone calls at night with Pete or Scott, my brother or, or my buddy Ryan, like, you know, where can we, where can we deploy this capital? How much, you know, percents could we return? And just, it just, you just get really, really excited and fired up and it, you know, if it wasn't for learning about this and, and the people in my life. I, I would never have had that. And, and I try and share my message with as many people as I can and say, Hey, like, you know, there is other opportunities out there besides, you know, just working for working for a pension or, you, you know, I really think it's important for a lot of people, you know, if you really love what you do, continue to do it. But if you are feeling tired and you want to change, um, you know, you, you should create and have an intention to, to change something that you want to do. And you should have the resources and the foundation in order to do that. Now, there's always steps to change. And in fact, some of the steps that we like to reference for people are seven steps, uh, seven steps on how you can actually go out and become your own banker. It's a very simple guide that we've created. You can head on over to sevensteps.ca. That's sevensteps.ca. And you can download a very simple guide uh, to learn our recommended uh, learning process on how you can embrace this and determine if it's the right fit for you. If you're a listener and maybe you're new to the show, that's sevensteps.ca. Now, Dan, everything you're sharing with us is wonderful. And you're, I think you're adding a tremendous amount of value to the people who are listening because they are in a similar position as you. They might be in that same boat. They might be um, looking for an exit or an exit plan or just the opportunity of what's necessary to have an exit. And they know they need to be more intentional in their life and in their financial life. So really appreciate you sharing this. And you know, Jason, one of the questions you always like to ask when we do our client series is if there is something that you could share to Dan before he learned about IBC. So if there's a, maybe there's another teacher out there, there's another person who's just like Dan or, and they're, they're, they're discovering this for the very first time. Someone, a buddy, a friend uh, said, Hey, you know, you should go, you should buy this book. You should spend 25, $30 and buy this book. You should read this. You should watch this documentary film. What would you tell someone who's hearing about this for the very first time about this process and why they should take some action on it? 
So that was directed to me. Yeah, sorry. Yes. Yeah, it's you just to certainly you need to start by thinking different. You need to start by again taking a look at at your at your life and what you could possibly change, what is out there. Surround yourself with like-minded people and just just really make sure that you keep your your mind open and and explore different avenues that that could pop up. So so good. And, you know, to take action when opportunities arise, you only have to take one step to get to sevensteps.ca and that's type it in on your keyboard or your smartphone. So just head on over to sevensteps.ca. Again, that's sevensteps.ca. When you get there, you're going to be able to download what Richard described to you. And if you like what you read and it's resonating with you, you'll know what to do next. Peter, any, uh, any parting thoughts since uh, Rich and I sucked all the oxygen out of the Zoom room here? <laughs> Any thoughts you'd like to share? Oh, he's he's frozen. He, he's frozen in time. <laughs> he's he, he's it, it was so it was so good. We got we got we got his his responses. Oh, oh there we go. We got it again. Sorry, my tech just cut out there. <laughs> I was. I didn't, I missed the whole thing. <laughs> we thought, we, we <laughs> thought that you were like in a situation where you're like, well, nobody's talking to me, so I'm just going to freeze my screen and hit the bricks for the weekend. <laughs> I'm here. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I think, I think we got you back, but uh, we can't hear your audio. Oh, no, still don't got you there. Oh, we still don't have you. All right. How's that? Uh, P P Peter was here. Okay. I was here. <laughs> Okay, he's here now. Peter, any any closing uh, thoughts no, you'd like to share? No, some really good nuggets. I'm, I'm so thankful to have, to be on the show again, be able to, you know, bring on Dan, who's so passionate about this. Some really good nuggets we talked about today. I'm still like, that Grant Cardone thing you said is like, it just still really resonates with me, right? Like who's, we're, we're uh, housing was created for the banks. Like that's insane. But the whole idea of what we're doing is, that control that so i think kind of negates what what he says we we can we can take the we can take the power back to ourselves and take the control i think control was a big common theme of today and yeah i, I would say it just takes one little change in habit right deploy it into your own family bank before you pay anyone else and that's that's basically it so it's like create a habit that's going to help yourself right not yeah. everyone that's the ultimate in simplicity rich take us home well, Dan, as a school teacher, you're shaping the lives and, and helping, you know, create the next generation of, of, of kids who are going to become adults and go into the world and the workforce. And you're doing amazing work in that. Now, you're also on a journey now where you're starting to help embracing other people, people just like yourself, help them learn and be exposed to new financial ideas and concepts, help them liberate themselves from a typical world and get into exposure of new ideas around what they can do with their own money, their own finances. So we, we're, we're so thankful for you for doing that. Now, our question is with the work that you're doing, this, this, this empowering work that you're doing both for, for kids and for the people that you're now trying to serve on helping them embrace these new ideas about what they can do with their money, you're showing up in a unique way and you're making a huge impact to people, probably often an impact that you don't even realize that you're doing just by the virtue of taking action. So our question for you is, who do you most want to be a hero to? I definitely did my homework by listening to uh, you guys in your previous uh, your previous podcast. So I knew that this this question was coming. Um, 
see the homework and the school piece. But uh, yeah, something really, really cool. Uh, my grandfather, I would, I would, when I was a youngster and, and, you know, going into university and whatnot, and I, I would have to borrow some money just to pay tuition or whatever. He always said, you know, you come to me before you go to a band. That's what thinking back now, like he was starting to do that, that family banking system back then. And in my mom and my mom's partner, Bruce have been doing the same thing where we go to them before we go to a commercial bank. I want to carry on that tradition for my family where people will come to me before they go to a commercial bank. So I want to capitalize my system where I'm able to, to help people in creating, creating a system like that family bank moving forward. And, and certainly for my kids and my family members, and then just various people in my circle of influence, whether that is uh, friends or whether that um, just, just people that I'm creating with the Freedom Fighters community. And so I want to be that person who's able to share that family bank system and how that certainly is allowed to do through IBC. Well, there you have it, folks. That was amazing. Dan, it was so great to have you on the show. Peter, thank you so much for coordinating this episode in our client series. And as we always say, there's a playlist. Poof, look, just showed up. Our editing team are amazing. Rich, I don't know how this happens, like right on cue every time, but it's pretty remarkable. And we would encourage anyone who's uh, visiting us on the YouTubes, continue your journey of learning. This playlist uh, is something you definitely want to uh, consume. There's always something new to learn. No such thing as having arrived in knowledge. Gentlemen, Peter, Dan, Rich, thank you guys. Make the rest of your week amazing. And uh, Dan, we're going to have you back on the show throughout the years and we'll check in, see how your journey is uh, progressing. Guys, I appreciate you all. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to the Wealth Without Bay Street podcast, where your wealth matters. Be sure to check out our social media channels for more great content. Hit subscribe on your favorite podcast player and be sure to rate the show. We definitely appreciate it. And don't forget to share this episode with someone you care about. Join us on the next episode where we continue to uncover the financial tools, strategies, and the mindsets that maximize your wealth.